0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampion. and my guest today, he's an entrepreneur, the founder of DMAT Services, and also The Regal Experience, Mr. Ian Abdul. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me. Hey, first of all, before we do anything, man, I want to congratulate you on taking the steps to launch your business. I know you've been in business for a while, but me personally, I haven't had a chance to congratulate you, so I wanted to take this time to do that. Oh great! I appreciate it. I thank you, brother. I appreciate you and congrats on your on your uh,
1: podcast and everything. I've been kind of following this, so you know you do good work. So I appreciate you having me.
0: Hey, thank you. Um, first, let's get started. Um, what, so you act. So we're going to talk on DMAT Services first. How did you get involved with that? How did you launch that?
1: So DMAT Services came from you know and initially a hustle with that. I'll call it a hustle, but I've been managing property for for years. At this point, about 20 years now. But um, you know, it came from just experience. I started out by being a, kind of like the middleman between uh, investors. So I had people that was investing uh, that had some private homes, and I would hook them up with contractors, and you know, kind of get getting paid off those things. And then I look at The multi-million dollar assets that I was managing for other people, and I was like, you know, I can pretty much do this myself. So it started with that thought, Um, and then it it kind of progressed from there because, you know, I I really felt like, um, you know, ownership was the way. So I slowly got into, you know, learning the actual business instead of kind of hustling, hustling with it. Um, But yeah, that 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 was the birth of it, just kind of putting people together and, um, you know, answering a bunch of questions. Everybody would ask me property management questions. Um, Investors would ask me, you know, contractor questions. And so, you know, I kind of put it all together and said, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and start this business. Um, Again, like I said, I I, I did, I did it as kind of a side thing for for years. And then I really uh, started looking at opportunities that I was, missing out on because I didn't I wasn't an official business so i you know I just took the steps and learned how to you know uh, start my LLC uh, get people in place that would um you know we, a, a lot of times we don't have the business that because we didn't we didn't grow up in the business world or, or we wasn't formally educated so I started just start surrounding myself with a lot of um, people that was you know, already doing it and I did a lot of workshops I did a lot of entrepreneurial classes, the small business administration office thing. So uh, I started, I, that's how I started. I put it in, and then I you know, kept rolling from there.
0: So what year did you officially launch?
1: I officially launched in 2015. So um, in April of this year, I'll be coming up on, on
0: five years. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Um, was there any, was there like any doubts, um, any fear when you first stepped out there?
1: Well, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of, um, you know, I, I kind of went from, like I said, doing it as a hustle and kind of making money off that way. And, and I went through the, Peaks and valleys of thinking I can manage my own money. You know, I don't like. I didn't need an accountant. I didn't know how to manage my money. So I went through those things, and then I realized, yeah, I can't really do that. And, you know, so it was. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot deeper than just you know paying people and, and collecting money. It, it's a is a lot deeper than that to run a successful business. So yeah, it was a. It was a little. It was never any doubt. I didn't. You know, I've never had. I'm really uh, one of those. High competent guys, but it was some um, it was some fears, as in you know of the unknown. I didn't. I, I was getting into a world that I really didn't know, you know. So it was a lot of learning. It was a lot of learning curves. So and I'm still learning, you know. But you know, it, it, it was those things.
0: So what? So exactly, what does D Services do? So
1: just to give you, so let me let me kind of kind of give you a little background on the name. So the name is DMAT DMAT services and that's my my kids initials. So it's a family based um so Diamond, Marquette, Adrian of my kids' names and uh the DMAT come from their initials. Um but we're we are we, we are a property management company so I do property management consulting for for um for investors. Um so we do everything from lease apartments to maintaining them to uh, actually managing the properties, we do full full scale rehab. We have um, on on call services. I own personally own a couple properties, um, which I'm always looking to uh, expand that the ownership part of it. But um, we we rehab um, we rehab homes. We do uh, home improvements. So if people that don't want full rehabs, you know we. We may do some plumbing, we may do some um carpentry work for them, we do uh, landscaping work for them. So that's that's the meat of it. That's the construction side and like I said there's part, there's the management side as well, which we um we have contract with private investors and some of our investors uh you know live off site well, not, not not local to DC, so um we manage those properties for them.
0: Okay. Because people, you know, people always, you know, people look at the glory and the glamour of starting their own business. But there's also a lot of challenges and obstacles that you have to face. And especially as a black man, I know there's even more hurdles placed in front of us. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about some of the challenges and the obstacles that you face launching.
1: Oh, well, yeah, definitely. The, the challenges is really uh, education, really. Um, we, growing up in the inner city, and DC, the curriculum did just didn't lend itself to teaching us how to be businessmen or women. Um, so a lot of things that you know I had to learn is is through trial and error. So that's the biggest thing: uh, finding resources. Um, and and uh, like I said, the education part of it is, is huge. Uh, we start from back. You know, we we not afford to some of the. Um, opportunities that other cultures are because of where our education system, our curriculum was. So just, just starting the business, like I said, not knowing the proper channels to go through, not knowing how to uh, uh, start an LLC, not knowing how to pay people, not knowing how to properly um, um, price jobs. So all those things were challenges. And, And like I said, it was, it was a long learning curve, so you you go from kind of knowing what you want to do to figuring out how I get there, and the, how I get there was the biggest challenge uh, The opportunity was the biggest getting the opportunities i've been like i said I've been in property management for twenty years now, and I have a lot of friends in the business, and you would think you know some of those friends would give you opportunity even to you know, get a proposal in, but that was a challenge, you know, I, a lot of my um, clients now, none of them I have a personal relationship with. And and that was a challenge because you would you would kind of figure, you know, some of your friends, some of your colleagues, some of the people that you've given opportunity to would, you know, would recognize what you were trying to do and and support that. So once you, you know, that's a, a lot of entrepreneurs have to or people starting out have to get, get over that, um, get over that sense of, you know, thinking people would, you know, would support you because of that relationship you probably, you know, that you have with them. So that, that's, those are two, like I said, those are two biggest things that I would say, um, with a, you know, with a challenge, but well, still is actually.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sure that's, <laughs> that's going to continue to be a challenge as long as you're in business. Now, oh quit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, no. I, I said those, those those are those are deadly challenges, and you know, of course, you get the um the thing um, that you have when you're trying to build. You put people in positions to, um, you know, make money for themselves or give them opportunities to have jobs. But you know, there's always people that you know want to kind of do the backdoor deals and stuff like that. So it's always something that, you know, that presents itself, uh, in this, in this world.
0: So I understand. So now we're going to transition to your other business because it's kind of, well, not kind of, it's totally different. The regal experience. Now, how'd you get into that?
1: Well, that, that, that is, uh, that is, that's one of those things that would just born out of, um with DMAT, I, I really thought that through with with the regal experience it came out of just my personality I'm a popular guy in the city um everyone used to ask me about parties and and doing some things um i'm in, in into the cigar uh, lifestyle heavy and it just it was born out of i i i had a cigar event. I was like, you know, somebody, was, everybody asked me about, hey, what cigar should I get if I wanted to get a, a cigar uh, event? What would I do? What would I do? How you cut it? How you decide what you want to get? What's a mild one? So I said, you know what? I'm having a cigar event. And uh, I launched in in uh, July of last, uh, this year. Well, last year, now last year, but I launched it with a, a cigar event. And I just I, I just wanted to see how it would go. I said, um, let, let, let's try this. You know, I had I have a partner. She has her own um, events company, but we partnered in on on the uh, cigars and with the under the stars. And I just kind of fit, wanted to see how it goes, uh, how it went. You know, like I said, I I use you know uh, saying as humbly as I can, but try to use my popularity to to my advantage in that in that um, in that arena. So it went well. And I just kind of rolled with it, you know we had a the sipping paint here, um we had a a jazz brunch that we're we're doing um we have a couple's cooking class that we're 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 gonna do uh somewhere around valentine's day so that that literally just happened because um I thought that it would it would fit, you know, I thought it would could finance some other things that i am looking into, so that's how I got into that um and then the ultimate goal without you know getting too 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 far into the uh five year plan but the ultimate goal is to um take the regal experience events into a lounge so we'll we'll have a uh lounge and at this point we're going to offer the got that cigar experience the hookah experience and a couple things like that so that's the ultimate goal for for that for that
0: company now when you say when you say lounge are you talking about your own lounge or renting out lounges Oh, nice! And um, I'm can I assume that you're talking about in the, the DMV area? Correct. Yeah. Okay. The, the
1: goal is to actually be in the district. And yeah,
0: I, because I actually I saw the pics, man. They, they first of all they looked outstanding. They, the, the events look great. Um, I, <laughs> it's just like every time that I wanted to come, just the time was just didn't work. But and then of course now I'm, I'm relocated. But you know, there's times I'll be in town and. Hopefully, the dates will work out and coincide with when I'm in town. We definitely gonna make it happen. We gonna make we're gonna make
1: that a uh, one of those one of those things you put on the bucket list, right? And, and make sure they
0: happen. Oh, yeah. so we ta- You talked a lot about like business ownership and um, you know the naming the business after your kids. Why do you feel it's important to have your own business?
1: Well, the important. I mean, it's, it's, the black community is. is we need ownership. We need to build generational wealth through ownership. Um, and, and, and one of the biggest things, you know, one I don't want to work for anybody. I think that my skill level, my experience, and and those things that I know that I can continue to learn, just says, you know, I can I can give people opportunity, you know, and I I kind of own this myself. And the other thing is I just don't like looking around in my community and seeing other people come in and, and own you know i don't like to see other cultures come into our community and sell us back to us what, what i mean by that is you get koreans selling soul food you know you have you know uh, arabians selling um african gobble or whatever it is i mean they just come into our community and, and we support them and that's how they're able to build generational wealth um you know you look at certain certain cultures that feed us things that they don't even eat themselves. So, you know, the, my biggest thing with ownership is, one, I wanna, I wanna create generation, generational wealth for my family. And then I also wanna be able to look into my community and, and, and be able to teach and give opportunities to other uh, young black men and women.
0: That's outstanding, man. I, I definitely commend your vision and what you're trying to do. Appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and it is a struggle, but you know, like I said, is we we all have to. And one thing I do want to say, uh, uh, James, is uh, even without black-owned businesses, we have to look black. When I say look black, I you you know you go into some black-owned business and you can't tell if it's black or not. You know what I mean? And everyone that you work for, everyone and I'm gonna work with, uh, or you provide an opportunity doesn't have to be black. Well, all the decision makers doesn't have to be black, but you have to look at um this company you know my company and say okay that's black that's black owned and you put black people in those uh, positions to be seen because if i'm a if i'm a finance company whether it's a blank a banker any kind of lender that's the, that's the example i want them to see i want them to see uh, we can be professional black owned people and that way you can give the opportunity to the next person coming up now if we don't look black then they're gonna say hey why, why should I give you the opportunity we we we, you know wonder why the, the Koreans or and, and like I said this is it's not a racial thing or it's not a uh, um anything like that but what I'm saying is we under we wonder why other cultures are able to get those um banks to invest in them because they see the success that it has and most of the success comes from black support so if they see a black um, business Thriving and being successful, then they're more apt to get an opportunity um, um, to other black community to other black entrepreneurs.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, you've been a you've been a lifelong resident of D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's been a is the, the gentrification coming through. It mm-hmm. looks, <laughs> I think it looks a lot different from the D.C. you grew up in. Absolutely. So, I yeah. just wanted to get your opinion on like. How do you feel about the way DC is like really transforming from when you grew up,
1: uh, James? There's a lot of emotion in that, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm a anyone that, that has any kind of you know relationship with me know how I love my city. I love the city, um, but I just look at when the demographics start to change, a lot of services start to change, a lot of the education system start to change, and it angers me a little bit because we didn't have that opportunity. We didn't have the opportunity to have these state of the art schools and all those things growing up. Um, but I like it. I, I like the change. I, I think it, the city needed it, but I think it went too far. The, the, it's no balance. So you know, we—it's it, kind of looking at like your life history being wiped away. You know, I, I look at the the, um, the house that I grew up in. That's not there anymore. You know, the, the elementary school that I went to is is shut down now the one of the high schools that I went to the 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 school is still named the same but it's a totally different building you know so uh I think the the development just went too far you know so there's no balance on natives and 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 the transient people coming in so it's just a huge difference so if you look back at it you know you don't have the opportunity to tell your kids or grandkids hey that's where I went to school at or you know that's the street, the street I grew up in on, or you know uh, any of those type of things. It just is it, kind of gone now. Um, but that's a that goes back to it goes hand in hand with the ownership piece, and that's why we have to own. You know, be because if we don't, we just get pushed out of the city. So, you know, it, it I mean, kind of is what it is. The development is not going to stop, but you know, it, it's like I said, I, I. I I'm for development, but uh, you know, I, I think it has to be some kind of balance, and just it's just not the
0: balance, just not there. Okay, I I totally understand what you're saying. Now, you you've made it known, like you know, me and you, we we friends, we you know we know each other, and also just following your personal page, you've made it known that you practice Islam, Correct. and you I'm sure you've noticed that like the attack on Islam, that's that's basic, a lot of it they they have a lot of negative stereotypes about islam and i wanted to get your i wanted to get like how do you your, your opinion how you feel about that because i know a lot of people that practice islam and what a lot of people don't realize is it's a very peaceful religion it's not what people perceive it to be so i just wanted you to be able to get i wanted to give you the opportunity to address your religion of islam
1: well, to be honest it, it it doesn't it doesn't move me one way or another you know i I try to set an example and I make it known that you know I'm a practicing Muslim because I want the people to see that example and we call it the beautiful religion because it is a peaceful religion um but american propaganda is is you know it's rapid, so you'll look at you know things that people you know would accuse uh, Muslims of and then you look at the KKK, which is a Christian, so-called Christian-based um, uh, organization, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. hypocritical. So, like I said, it, it doesn't move me. Um, I, I think
0: religion
1: is a hot-button topic, and it shouldn't be. Um, you know, people should you know, be able to worship it. I, my feeling is as long as you're God fearing as long as you believe in God and, and and have that, that faith in him, you know, I I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you call yourself. I think it's religion, just a a vehicle for people of the same kind of, you know, same beliefs to to worship together. That's all I really, you know, I, I really feel about it, but to get into, um, get into how it's perceived, I really don't, I, I really, it really doesn't make me a difference. You know, I, I know the kind of man I am, I know the kind of person I am, and I know the kind, the people that my brothers and sisters are. So, you know, I, I really don't get in, getting caught up in, in into that. I, and, you know, fortunately, um I haven't been, you uh, singled out that much because of it um but you know i've had experiences too but just you know I, it, it hasn't affected me so you know i know it just affects some of my brothers and sisters but you know I, I don't put any energy into that to be honest with you i could
0: definitely i can definitely respect that answer man it was thoughtful and it was honest so i really appreciate that answer yeah so let me let so i want to close out with um Five years from now, where do you see where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, I like to have a
1: thriving property management business. Um, uh, it is it's thriving at the level that I am now, but I like to to uh, expand. I like to expand into different cities. Um, of course, I like to bring more properties, uh, own properties uh, into my portfolio. Um, on the business, on the, um, regal side of it, i like to have the lounge up and going. Um, and I, I think it, it'll, it'll, it'll be a great experience for people to, uh, network in. Um, you know, I, I you know, we're, we're, we're welcome into all, all, all different cultures and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I like to have, and my kids are coming up, so I like to, to really um, have them principals in the business, um, they're not quite principals now. But you know, as we grow, I, I like to have the kids as as principals in the business. And like I said, give just give more opportunity, um, give more opportunity to our community. Um, and and that, like I said, that's that's really uh, extremely important important for me. Um, and, and then also to you know we'll have some kind of um, space where we'll be developing other other entrepreneurs. We'll we'll definitely have a space where we we want to teach uh, the up and comers uh, uh, under me or that's coming behind me. So that that's kind of the plan.
0: Well, again, man, I want to commend you for all the great work you're doing and congratulate you, man. Uh, I'm it's truly been great to watch you. Continue to develop and you know pro, you know keep these businesses going and and just the the vision you have for your community is is truly uplifting because we need more people to want to invest in us more so I truly commend what you're doing.
1: Hey, I appreciate you, James, and and, and again I appreciate you reaching out to me and giving me the opportunity to not only um, uh, promote my business to you but also have this conversation. Um, you know, I, like like I said, you I admire your work from from from. I I remember when you first, you know, talked about starting it, and and it's like to see the growth that you that you've been able to to, to get to that. And, and to me, from the outside looking in, I know it's been a lot of work behind the scenes, but in the short amount of time that I've I've seen it, it it's like grown tremendously. So, like I said, I appreciate you uh having me on. And uh, much continues to step on your end as well.
0: Man, thank you so much. And thank you for just taking the time to listen. I truly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Now, I make, before you leave, I want to make sure you tell the people how they can follow the, you know, follow your social media.
1: Okay, yeah. So on social media, I'm at the underscore, Regu underscore experience on IG. Um, with, and DMAP services, um, I don't have a social media up and running on there yet. Um, but if you want, if, if you have anyone that need proposals, need any kind of property management, uh, consulting, any, any, um, rehab work, anything like that, I'm, I'm available at, um, services at gmail.com and, you know, we, we come out, we do, um, free estimates. We, we do a uh, scope of work for folks. Um, you know, we do recommendations on, you know, the folks that, not quite sure what they want to do so they can get me there um and i'm also at 202-487-3079
0: thank you again and for those who want to continue to follow me on instagram my instagram is conversations with lamp and i want to take this time to thank my sponsors first gen fly and chain entertainment i'm looking forward to a great work of relationship in 2020 And I want to thank everyone who's taking the time to listen to the podcast. And you all have a great day.